bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so say they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got AIDS. Spoil movie, movie reviews what's going on party people i'm your host rod joined as always by my co-host and we're here to review a movie at spoil movie reviews of course you have either seen this movie don't ever plan on seeing this movie or don't care about spoilers because we spoils the movies and today's movie is blue beetle the latest in the dc um hmm. i don't know what actually you know what fuck it it's it's a dc movie yeah i don't i don't, yeah. I don't know where they go i, I don't know exactly anymore me either Just i know what james gunn says but i don't i don't know how it's i feel be. like they wait till the box office comes in and then they decide what counts yeah that's what it sounds like uh at any rate uh we went to the actual movie theater to see this we got one of those beautiful five o'clock show times i love a 5 30 you know 4 35 5 o'clock i love it yeah. I, i'm not gonna lie though the the, the three o'clock and stuff is nice for the idea like you get out earlier yeah as long as these movies are now so if you see mission impossible at three you know oh, it's gonna you get, out you get by home by time. 6 37 yes but uh all right so we did see some trailers but only four trailers at this amc you know what baby i really starting to believe your theory i don't i don't care how much they they try to uh play around the studios nothing's coming out because you know us we go to movie theaters a lot and we're used to sitting sometimes them goddamn trailers be like fucking 25 to 30 minutes is just trailers and these past few weeks they've been getting shorter and shorter y'all don't have anything y'all recycling old stuff what are y'all gonna do take old shit and put it back in the theater just just to spite people you know and so i really do believe your theory is right y'all don't have anything every everything is going on halt nobody knows when anything's coming out they keep uh, they keep announcing shit but i'm like i don't believe you because nothing could be made right now well um there's something else i heard because i said this on twitter today where i was like has anybody else noticed that they're only putting a few trailers before movies start at amc i don't know what it's like at regal i haven't been to regal since it came back right but um regal never used to show 30 minutes regal at least the ones i went to they would only show you like 20 minutes of trailers at most at most and so um our amc used to do 30 minutes and so anyway the thing is someone said that it could be that some of the actors have separate contracts for movie promotion for their trailers that's not tied to it's not the movie contract they signed it's a a different and so they said maybe it's that but then i was like well why would any trailers be able to be shown for anybody because right what actor would be like even if it's a strike show my trailer so I have no idea what it is, but it feels fishy, and I doubt that it's... I. The thing I don't believe is that AMC just had a beautiful change of heart and said, you know what? People don't want to sp- spend more time watching trailers. Right, because you brought up a good point. You was like, people been complaining about the length of this, this shit forever. Yeah. Like, and in fact, the more we complain, the longer they made the shit. Yeah, the only... Actually, you know what? There is one more 
you know, this conspiracy theory corner. There's one more thing I think it could be. If you cut down on trailers, you can get people in and out of the theater a little bit faster and you can yes. get more show times. Mm-hmm. So it could be just like, hey, if we shave 20 minutes off of every fucking trailer thing, we, a movie we a- can get an extra action. two movies a, ye- uh, a, a night, maybe an extra one movie a night right. showing mm-hmm. uh, for these long, because these movies are getting so, so fucking long, long too. Right. Nobody believes in an hour and a half. Everybody want to strive for that two hour mark, and sometimes I don't know. That's not the goal. Alright, let's talk about the trailers we did see. Uh, I think we saw almost all of them before. The Hunger Games, The Battle of the Songbirds, mm-hmm. uh, Hunger Games universe is so weird to me because I really loved that first movie. I thought it was great. Yes. I had such a good time. And then the second movie was just okay to me. And then they split like, once they start splitting movies into two parts and stuff, they kind of lost me. And I realized I didn't care that much about that world. And it felt like almost like some born identity shit where every time they thought they had fixed something a new player came in and they went even higher to the top of the thing da 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 and so this is a prequel but uh yeah i think i'm more interested by the actors they casted like i think there's some they got some good actors in it they did. but i'm not so intrigued about the story but i don't know i'm not going to say i won't see it though because I, I did enjoy that first one that much that I might end up seeing this. Karen? Yeah, I, if I see it, I see it streaming. I'm not going to the theater. Okay. Gran Turismo, I have no interest in seeing this movie. Zero. I know it's a video game movie, but it's, to me, the looses of the video game movies. I mm-hmm. wouldn't even count this shit as a video game movie. No. It's supposedly inspired by a true story. Of course, you know, there's liberties they take with the story. But... um I just can't, I just doubt it's good. It just right. looks like it's a middle of the road racing movie that's going to paint with all the regular tropes, but then they just insert, inspired by the fact that this person used to play Gran Turismo and then they ended up becoming an actual driver. Right. Um, so unless you heavy, and people, not trying to find it, even the people that love Gran Turismo, I doubt they're going to go see this. Yeah, it just doesn't seem. It's like, who, I'm trying to figure, when I first saw it, I was like, who is your audience? Like, that's my biggest thing. Like, who is your audience? Gran Turismo is a game without a story, so it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, Paw Patrol, I'm out. Not, not in a million years. Oh, if I see Paw Patrol, it'd be streaming. And lastly, The Nun is scary movie time almost. It's the end of August. And I guess like Pumpkin Spice, uh, it's coming earlier and earlier. Ain't it though? You know, August 17th, you used to think about scary movies coming in like October. So you start seeing those trailers in September. But this is The Nun. It's part of the paranormal universe or something i, I forget what universe the conjuring it's part of. the conjuring yeah yes. and i'm not i haven't watched any of the conjuring type movies one. so, so obviously, this might be somebody's jam but uh not mine obviously i'm not gonna see this Mm-mm. um all right let's get into this movie let's talk about blue beetle an alien scarab chooses <laughs> it's not really a scarab but sure an alien scarab chooses college graduate jamie uh or is it Jaime Jaime Reyes uh, to be his symbolic host uh, wait symbiotic host bestowing the teenager with a suit of armor that's capable of extraordinary and unpredictable powers forever changing his destiny as he becomes a superhero known as Blue Beetle is directed by Angel uh, I guess Angel Manuel Soto you know um, but uh, (laughs) written by Gareth Dunnett Alcocer Alcacer, uh, starring, uh, 
Zolo, I don't, man, I hope I'm pronouncing these names. I know I'm fucking them up. Zolo Meridino, Meridina, Dina, okay. Bruno Marquezine, uh, Becky G, uh, Damian Alexar, George Lopez, I mean, Jorge Lopez, uh, Adriana Barraza, Belissa Escobedo, and uh, Susan Sarandon is in here. Um, so yeah, let's talk about what we liked, then we'll score, then we'll talk about what we didn't like, and then we'll score it. So, uh, first thing to you, Karen, give me something you like. I absolutely love the runtime. We're talking about runtime. The runtime for this was excellent, they didn't overstay and they didn't understand it was two hours and seven minutes Mm -hmm. i actually like the Mm runtime uh and the thing is once you cross over a certain period of time you actually need to keep my attention and i think that this particular movie kept my attention the entire movie i really enjoyed it so i didn't have a problem with the runtime okay uh thing i really liked about it was the family um the family really kind of steals the show and it undergirds this entire um movie by giving it some actual heart and culture and it it it, it made if like i guess i'll tie these two together i'll say the family makes the culture um because it's a very mexican movie it's very much about an immigrant story it's very much about um like survival against the odds that are stacked against you from being in a country that fucking just never wants to give a brown person a chance right and to see something like that in a movie like this is this is what dc has been missing to me Mm -hmm. this is what makes a movie good is to have some heart and soul beyond just what is this person's powers and the family including like george lopez was just so fucking funny he was so hilarious to me um the um the sister i think her name is uh becky g uh oh no 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 that's not her the sister was why am i drawing a blank of the sister's name belissa yeah i think that's yeah she was so fucking good like Mm -hmm. oh my god she was so funny they gave her so like good lines and then like when the father dies y'all knew it was a spoiler show mm-hmm. um when the father dies like the family comes together i love the whole like we don't have time to grieve they go fight to get their family back together and then they all cry when they get together again uh george lopez comic relief but also just like that kind of surrogate father figure near the end the father getting those like uncle ben scenes like this feels like if dc had a spider-man yeah that's what this movie was and um i just think a lot of that is because of the family like unlike spider-man where it's just like aunt may this kid has a family and that kind of separates him from some of the other heroes Mm -hmm. uh it reminds me a little bit of the first shazam where the family was the heart of that but in a fun way in a fun way and uh while it's silly and it's a bunch of other stuff it just has a lot of heart and it's because of the family and the uh the authentic feeling that they give you about like these are mexican people in this family in america having this fight together and their values is what's holding this up Yes, I do agree. I agree with the family, and I do agree with it's funny. And I agree that the family was also the comic relief too. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the jokes and stuff came from the family, and a lot of lot of lot of their stuff just came from them hollering and just screaming and just responding, which people would respond crazy to the shit 
to the unrealistic shit that's happening around you because you're not prepared for this. Like, yeah, you got the suit. We just regular ass humans trying to do shit. <laughs> yes, like I would be scared. I would be frightened. Yeah, but that's to me, that's not really the part that made them so dope. It was that they stepped up and they weren't. It was the grandma being a former revolutionary and carrying that motherfucking Gatling gun around and shooting them niggas with the heat. It was the mom and and George Lopez like flying the plane like it was it was like I think that's what made it different was that it wasn't just a like gag of oh they're scared. It was like when it was time to get their fucking family back, they was about it. And I like that as a twist to the like typical you know, because we've seen the the like we've seen so many movies where the hero is the the man and everyone's scared by all the shit that he can like is happening and can do and they gotta run and hide and then you know maybe he gotta save them or something. But in this one, like it meant something when the father died and they came together and was like, "We not even crying right now. We fucking going get our we going get Hame Hame back." It to me that was it was different than just that. Oh, and I get you, but my but my my point of pointing that out was the fact that I enjoyed them being just the simple comic relief. Also, like yes, the other stuff does matter, and it's the the collective and the whole of that matters. But I, you know, I like them pushing through it and responding. Yeah, cause, I mean, even when they were brave in the final act, they were still funny. So like, yes. it wasn't even just like the 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 humor was in them all being like scared and and no like this one like overwhelmed like it was like even that. funny when they was like fighting people at the end like mm-hmm. i love the way they wrote this fam- i'm being very specific because i love the way they wrote this family because they were involved in the whole story this wasn't a yeah. back burner okay situation where it's like oh yeah the comic relief or the di- it was like no they had they carried it all they wrote the fuck out of these family members yes and uh 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 that to, to, uh before i let you go that boils back to kind of what i was saying was and you made me think about it they did not fridge the family yeah. because we've seen so many movies where they've literally the family is there gone the bulk of the movie the hero goes through this thing and then they kind of sort of might bring the family back right or the family like oh thank god or the family right. is like the, they tweak the family out that the damsel in distress right and I like the fact that the family like, no, we got our own agency. We got our own purpose. Yeah, we might not have superpowers, but you know what we love? Our motherfucking family. And, yeah. we gonna, and we're going to fight for our family no matter what. And I appreciate them giving the family a purpose and, 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 and a reason uh, uh, to actually be there. Yeah. I mean, it's still on you. I said family. I think you were piggybacking on mine if, if you want to go again. Or if not, I'll, I'll go. Okay. Uh, also, I like the fact that it was unabashedly uh hispanic latino spanish yeah unabashedly uh, but yes yes uh, unabashedly yeah okay well i think i, I like unabashedly better but, <laughs> but it's not a word no, I'm, I'm sorry y'all <laughs> I, I like the fact that you're gonna get these words in spanish you're yes. gonna get these songs in spanish mm-hmm. you're gonna get whatever we're doing in spanish and you're gonna have to deal if we don't feel like translating for you Right, and I appreciate that. I appreciate there was no code switching. You know, only time that they really translated when it was pertinent to actually moving the storyline or the plot along or something like that, they would speak in Spanish. You could read what they were saying, but I appreciate them speaking in their native tongue and stuff like that because it's one of those things where I want other people to be able to enjoy their culture in their culture how their culture is mm-hmm. without it being whitewashed to, to to accommodate white people yes i like yes that was definitely one of the the culture of it was so dope because 
I like that I didn't get it all. Right. Like, I liked that there was stuff that was just, I could tell it meant something or it would mean something. Because our theater, man, I'm worried for this movie as far as, like, I, I, I really worry that DC having sh- such a shit record is going to fuck this movie. Because one, yes. one is brown. And we've seen, even with Pixar, when they put out Coco, it didn't even make money. Like, it was, it's one of the greatest Pixar movies, and it didn't make that money it should have. Right. And in our theater... I mean, it's a five o'clock showing, and I want to say maybe eight people in there at total. The, at the most, and yeah. And that's, that's terrible because I feel like this is the one where you do go to the theater to see it. But, man, how how can you say that after Shazam 2 and, yes, you know. After all, The Flash. The Flash. Right. Like all, and especially the way that they've been promoting the movies where they – have these like celebrities come out and it's like Tom Cruise says the Flash is the reason movies were invented and you're like I don't know what you paid him to say that bullshit but then when people show up they get mad and this is gonna be the one that I think suffers because they didn't even do that with this one you didn't even they didn't even do the the fake push so uh anyway i'm sorry that's 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 totally a different tangent i'm, but I'm with you it's your turn another thing that worked for me was the action the action was great uh i love the fighting styles um i love the special effects and especially the fight uh with carapax at the end um it felt like an epic fight that had multiple stages and I love the resolution of the fight, which was him basically having empathy. That's my fucking, uh, y'all know that empathy is my fucking, that is my porn. That is my jam. So, like, having a fight, it just reminded me of what I love about anime and Naruto. Where you see the enemy person and you, because that was going to be one of my complaints until that moment was, oh, the bad guy kind of doesn't have personality. And then they kind of fixed it with that montage where he can literally see the memories that made this kid, this orphan of war, turn into a weapon and then turn into a grown-ass man that had basically given, lost his way, lost his path, and just be- chose to become a weapon. When you... S- that's such a great resolution to that fight it's a way to keep Jaime a hero so he's not just like a killer mm-hmm. um and then the other part about it that I I love it's a fight in a DC movie in the third act and it's colorful you could see shit it's not it's, it's at not, night not but grayscaled it's not grayscale everybody's black and like powers are blooming everyone's glowing everyone's neon uh like it like it actually was a fun watch for a DC action flick. And that's, I mean, I, I I know it sounds like the bar is low and it is, but like it mattered to me that I could make out what was happening. You right. know, I remember everybody claimed to love that Venom movie and I saw it in the third act. You can't make out who the fuck is the good guy or the bad guy because it's at night, the suits are dark and everything they're just blended together. Blending like a together. Fucking blob. I could tell everything they were fighting and oh my God, when they unleashed the suits, the suits are like their own fucking characters, the way that the like weapons come. And as a fan of the DC like animation yes. and especially of, um, uh titans not tight is that what it's called it was no titans is the the other one uh the live action one what's the one that's not live action but uh young justice as a fan of young justice the arc for the um beatles and the blue beetle storyline that is like season two or three is so fucking good and i seeing the powers of the beetle suit 
in live action was just worth every dollar that you pay for this movie. So the action is off the hook. And unlike a lot of DC movies, they don't really spoil the, the fucking movie in the trailer right. and show you the, the action at the end. They show you a lot of the action from the first encounter, mm-hmm. which is fine. That's like a Marvel thing where you you think you're seeing some shit, but really you ain't. it really didn't matter what you saw. The action at the, at the end was great. I love the action. And I agree. I agree. I, I'm glad they didn't spoil it and didn't show you cut scenes and cut shots because it literally would have ruined the movie. Yes. Um, and also, I do agree with the suits. I like the fact that the suits were their own character. The suits literally had their own personality and didn't always do as they were, as they were quote unquote, told to do. And so I appreciate, I appreciate that also. And I appreciate the fact that uh, the Beatle itself was independent. Mm-hmm. Like, it was sentient sentient i'm sorry they could choose to do his own thing because at the end you know if it was up to Hyman, he would have killed him and the suit remember hey we don't kill like you told me we don't kill so we don't kill and i i'm like you i appreciate it it going hey dog like when we were going through all that shit i actually saw what was ticking in his head and you know come on now and so i appreciate them actually being a partnership and actually really learning how to lean and depend on each other type of thing versus being adversarial or, or, or you know, like kind of at each other's throats. And I appreciate that. And uh, my last thing, and you kind of talked about it before, but I'm not even going to lie. George Lopez stole the show to me. Mm-hmm. He actually did an excellent, excellent job in this role. I, it's, it's one of the best roles I've ever seen him in. I really enjoyed him in this role. Yeah, I thought he was great in this as well. Um, yeah, really carried the comedic, like, uh, the comedy of the movie in a lot of places. And even in the last act, um, I did want to say in the action, the, the family participates in the action too, and that's what makes it kind of funny as well as good. Um, another thing that I liked in this movie was Susan Sarandon. Uh, I thought she was a good white woman villain. Like, she was a good way to turn the movie into it's not about the brown people fighting because i think the the uh, thing that would have kind of taken a little bit out of the sales of this movie is if it would have just been like well once he beat up that other brown dude in the suit he won you know what i mean and i like that they put susan sarandon in there because i think they wanted to make a commentary on like white supremacy mm-hmm. and whiteness the way that she didn't remember the mexican people's names in the fucking movies even the fucking chief scientist yeah he got tired at the end he was like bitch that's not my name right and i think I, i'm not 100 percent sure but i wonder if the dude i don't it seems to me like oh no we do know carapax is not carapax's real name she calls that dude Carapax, but at the end when he when Jaime is sharing memories, I forget what his name was, but it was like you know whatever his name was, his mama said it. Right, and and so it's like that little touches like that to me, it just like okay, yes, because I think because I feel like uh, in a lot of ways, if it would have just been whoever beats the other guy in the suit wins, and that's the end of the movie, it wouldn't have felt the same. And so to see like that and then the racism of the the people fucking up all the names, you know, when the white woman kept calling him Jamie, no matter how many times he corrected her, Mm -hmm. um, uh, like stuff like that, I really liked. And I think um, 
like I said, Susan Sarandon to me made a good villain uh, just because she wasn't a physical threat, but the greed, the racism she tapped into. And um, another thing, you said you were done. I, are you, while you're talking, I got one more, but go ahead. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, my, uh, one of my last ones I wanted to talk about, this movie was very emotional. Yes. Uh, because with the family, because the family was the heart, uh, I really... I really was sad when the father died because it was it was kind of unexpected and they was trying to escape and get away and Jaime couldn't help and you know shout out to you know the uh uh uh, uh Belissa that uh played mm-hmm. the uh daughter yes. because she basically carried that pain if that makes it like like her response yeah. and the way she responded literally just carried that whole scene and so I was like oh no it was one of those things where you literally was like oh no i think he gonna die (laughs) yeah i think it was so like the heart of it and the emotion of it was so well carried by everybody i it was like you know black acting school but for like brown people you Mm -hmm. know like mexican acting school but the other thing is it it like to go with the 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 heart and emotion of it um it's such a smart movie and by by which i mean like this movie is about a actual alien object coming to earth choosing a person we call an alien in this country mm-hmm. because it ch- wanted to have the merits of a hero which is why it chose him he taught the scarab as much as the scarab was teaching him when the scarab learns we don't kill like that's the thing it respects about him and that's and it pulls him back from the brink um the scene where they go in the house and they're pointing guns at these people and in their own neighborhood and their own neighbors are powerless to help mm-hmm. it's so fucking smart because that is telling, you know, when they bring up the fact that their immigration status might be a reason they can't call the cops and yes. the reason they don't want to get. George put that out. He was like, if, because he was like, y'all do know if y'all call the police, they're going to come in here, they're going to question, they're going to take him right. and they're going to start challenging everything. And the fact that he's, he's not just a conspiracy kook, he's actually mm-hmm. brilliant. Mm-hmm. And he, and like, he's untapped into like brilliance. That, that matters so much. And then the last thing for that part is uh, when the community comes together to help them rebuild the house at the end. And you see, like, it just, it was so smart because it's touching on those real life issues, but not hammering them like message, but just enough for you to be like, this is what people go through when they ain't got a blue beetle and they don't have heroes. And they, and it's, and this is American imperialism on our own shores this is terrorism but from the government and from ice and from like this hunting people down just running up in their house with private corporations that monitor our borders and kill with impunity like they put that in this movie and if you don't know those things you just get the vibes of like god man these this corporation is evil where are the cops what are the laws to stop this and then if you are up on those issues you're like oh my god this movie's putting it into a way that we haven't even really seen illustrated uh mm-hmm. especially not no hero movie like we don't and and definitely not dc this is one of the more like smarter grounded dc takes 
I've seen and I just just hats off to everybody. Yeah, and I appreciate them for letting them touch these things and go balls to the wall. And you can tell it had a lot of, of brown people that had an input on how to do this and not whitewash a lot of shit. Uh, and I do appreciate that. That, and in my opinion, that's how you got the Mexican music and the, you know speaking in Spanish and all that type of shit. Because somebody was like, "This is what we gonna do," and it's sad, but it's almost like the first Shazam. The shit they don't pay attention to, they don't really push, they don't promote, beat some of their best fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And the shit that they want to put their hands on and push and promote, you be like, oh, y'all fuck this up because y'all just, somebody want, somebody trying to get a promotion or some shit like that and y'all just come in and just wreck shop versus letting the people do whatever it is they were doing to make a much better movie. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so uh, the last thing for me, and I kind of touched on it a little bit, but the racism was great. This is good racism. It wasn't over the top like slavery racism or no shit that's going to make you like walk out depressed. But it was just a touch of like people be racist and they, you know, it's a comic book movie. So they're not going to go all the way there. But right. like I love as progressively as Susan Sarandon's character gets more and more evil. And they're never ambiguous about her evil. Like the first time you see her, you know, she bad. But at the end when she when she's like you gonna do this for whatever like uh the key edge people or something like that and you're like oh she's just saying it out loud she's just saying it out loud <laughs> like i like that racism um all right karen let's talk about dislikes give me something you didn't like i liked susan sarandon but i also because she wasn't a physical threat for me you know and i understand why she quote unquote could not be a physical threat but it's one of those things where i'm like her presence isn't a presence like her specifically isn't a presence where you go oh my gosh i don't know what she gonna do type of thing you know she kind of had lines and there was she was literally wouldn't do anything but there were certain things she was like hey somebody else is gonna take care of this Mm -hmm. type of thing well she would never i mean like i said I, I i hear that i hear that i just i just think to me it was smart to have her in there partially because she's not the physical threat Agreed. she's willing to throw this other man's body on the line and she didn't care about him either no at the end when they go through his memories and he it gets unlocked for him the shit she was saying about him I, like i don't know to me she that's what made her a good villain like mm, like okay, that's what you. i've been missing like that's what I don't like about the last Mission Impossible. Um, yeah, is that you have that. this person that is a physical threat, but they have no fucking like coda. They have no motivation. They really, have no background. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. just I'm just evil. And I liked her greed. I liked the fact that she was passed over as a woman yeah, in this company, so she out. felt justified with this white feminism bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's such a she. Mm-hmm. It was smart to me, and I enjoyed her as a villain. And I, I felt like they obviously sublet it out the physical threat, but that was just to pr- to show you even more how much how callous she is. It's like you go do it, you know, slave essentially, and I'm gonna fucking sit back here and reap the benefits. Yeah, I do agree with that. And also, uh, uh, for me, and I know they did not have time, but I would have loved for them to go into uh, her brother and uh, uh, uh. uh I guess uh, the uh, the girl's father, mm. his blue beetle background, and I yeah. and, and I hope clearly they're saving I, that. And for, I, I'm about to say yeah. I hope the next movie, you know, they go into more of of him, and and he wasn't really the beetle, but right. but but more into 
you know, uh, the person who had the Beatle before him, you know, because just like they did with his daddy, it, I, I could see them doing something similar to Avatar where he literally meets the other person. Right. And he kind of helps him become stronger and have a more of a connection or whatever it may be. So, you know, like I said, uh, uh, it's not a big negative, but it was just so intriguing when they went in there and found that background. And so I can even actually see them using that place as a like a a fortress or like a home or, you know, something where he kind of almost like a league, you know, cause who knows, you know, what James Gunn has planned, but something, but, but you know, something, yeah. you know, moving forward, that would be really interesting. I think for me, the only negatives are just going to mostly come down to like how you feel about the tone of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not really for kids and it's not really for adults. <coughs> it's only like, it's a true PG-13 movie, which right. we don't really see that often. Like, when Marvel does a PG-13 movie, it can be, like, Black Panther-level, like, serious. And this one, you have your, like, kid funny moments, like the bug, like, having a gas spray that the bug ship they flew that has a gas spray that, like, looks like a fart and knocks everybody out. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, a kid's thing. Like, a kid would find that very funny. I'm Not that adults don't laugh at farts, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, some certain types of jokes and stuff that are like kid stuff but then there's like adult nods like when he was about to kiss the girl and um Eugenia and and his uncle Rudy interrupts him and then you see him like pull his uh jacket over where his penis would be mm-hmm. to show like that he was trying to cover his erection and like you know that's a kind of an interesting choice being that the character is 22 not like 15 right and it's kind of an adult joke, but it's also mm-hmm. kind of like a, like, yeah, yeah, it's just, it was hard tonally for them to just, it, it, yeah, it was a little bit tonally inconsistent because I think it was trying to please everybody. And so uh, it didn't bother me, but I can definitely see there's going to be people who are like, what the fuck, this is a kid's movie. Or, you know, like, like pick a, pick a, like, make it adult, cut people in half, kill everybody. I want to see blood, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that there may be some people that don't like that. Yeah, and I, and I can see that. And the thing is, even when people were getting fucked up because they had went to the place and the the uh, the beater was crushing people, right? But you never saw blood. No you one like, dies really. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. only person that dies, he gets fucked up, and they just throw blood on the glass. Like you yeah. really don't actually see. Yeah, and I don't want to see gore, but mm-mm. that's like the only real time you see something like like that, and then. Uh, you know the bad guy takes Susan Sarandon off and blows himself up, so they they definitely die. Oh yeah, both of them gone. Um, They're not gonna be in part two. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think anything else for negatives. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, like I said, just most of it's gonna be a tone thing, and I, I'm being gonna be interested to see how people respond to that. I think also because it's so Mexican and it doesn't really do that much code switching, there's gonna be people that just don't like it because they're gonna be like, I didn't understand these references, and because I'm not, especially if you're white, I'm not of a culture with a lot of ref like that I acknowledge as a lot of references. When you're right. in a dominant culture, you don't see it that way. Mm-mm. There's gonna be people that just like I didn't get it. Like what the fuck, you know. Like, what was the big deal with this thing and that thing? And who's this? Why they didn't explain to me who this Mexican hero was that is right. in the after credits and stuff like that? So I think, you know, we'll see about that part. Um, trying to think, is there anything else? I mean, you know, uh, and last thing, it is, of course, predictable because it's a hero movie. Yes. So 
you know, I, I saw, I looked on the uh, IMDb reviews and the people that were kind of knocking it is kind of like, well, it's a typical hero movie. I'm like, yeah, sure. But I feel like that's more of a us thing of us going like, well, I've seen 30 hero movies. I know the hero wins. I know they overcome the third act. I know the family comes together, da, da, da. And so, yeah, I get it, that, those tropes and stuff. But I think for me, I get a little more defensive the longer we go because this is when the hero movies start being about people that aren't white men. Yes. And yes. And I'm not going to. Everybody want to tap out and it fucking infuriates me. Yeah. I'm not going to knock them for some shit where we've seen Spider-Man and Uncle Ben and we've seen Bruce Wayne's parents get killed 20 times on screen. Come on. And we never knocked the movies like down a peg or, or or a big notch for being like, well, yeah, we already know Batman. It's a typical Batman story. You know, we give it credit for like, well, this is canon or this is, you know, this is what these stories are supposed to do. And I didn't know all this stuff for Blue Beetle. So honestly, it was new to me and uh, I enjoyed it. All right, Same. let's go. Zero to five. I give it a 4.5. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I give it like a four point five. It was yeah. very, it was very fine. Yeah, because I would give it a a, a straight up five, uh, or or four. I think the tone thing is gonna bother some people, um, and I think honestly, man, the only thing holding this movie back is just that it's DC, and I don't know what comes from here. Like, I hope this counts. I hope we see more. I hope James Gunn isn't bullshitting. Right. I hope that if we see a only see a two hundred million dollar box office this weekend, we're right. not gonna they, get a they bunch don't of shaking their boots and just back out of the whole thing. Yeah, we're not gonna get a bunch of quotes for the next week or two. Like, oh, James Gunn, not sure if this is gonna be part of the future or not because the movie deserves. It's the best DC movie they've done in a while, and it yes, deserves it, it deserves more than just. All right, well that was the movie wasn't it did wasn't what we needed it to be or it's not a Superman movie so fuck it, you know. All right, let's get into comments on our last reviews. The Blackening, episode 464. Sandler Agnes says I really like this film. Probably had no business being as hilarious as it was. Liked a lot of character beats, black jokes. Jermaine Fowler as Clifton was wonderful and, quite frankly, a timely parable about blackness and black conservatism. The running time is perfect. Love the mid-credits joke. That worked for me as well. It's easily Tim Story's best work since the first barbershop. Yeah, I, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion got one new comment. Pamela says... Uh, another zero star review from Rod. Sorry if I spoiled that for people, but y'all know what this is. Ah! So there was no way I was paying to see this movie and we got a copy from the library. Utterly and absolutely ridiculous. I also love the chase scene <laughs> through the city, but otherwise the only thing that gave me joy throughout, i.e. made me scoff, was the power of that white man's hand. Like, dude, how are you not dead yet? Them dinosaurs don't care about you. Who is you? the best part of the review was hearing you get angry and angry about how stupid this movie was love the passion can't wait for the next one the reviews of course no more of this franchise please pamela yeah i try not to just dog on movies that's just why i tried to come up with at least a couple things i liked about it mm-hmm. but 
when I tell you this movie is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, I, I'm not. Yeah, a, I tapped out. Me and Roger used to go to the theater, but it got so ridiculous. I think the last one I seen was she set all them at all the dinosaurs free. Yeah, that's the like, one before this one. So, oh, so oh. you didn't tap out a long time ago. Oh, okay, so I was you like, just didn't watch the latest one. And I was like, nah, I'm good. And it came out during the pandemic, so you know what? I, I, and I try to find. I bet you that's why we didn't go see it because I'm about to say we normally go see them all. But I bought it on Amazon or something or Voodoo. <clears throat> and <clears throat> when I say I literally have started this movie at least five to seven times, watched five minutes and turned it off mm. um, until I watched it this full way through. And it's just bad. It's not a good movie. And uh, they should be ashamed of themselves. The last one is Heart of Stone, my latest re- solo review. St. Lagney says, I was pretty much done with this shit the moment Dieter from the Army of the Dead started citing data to Gal going down the fucking slope. Like Godot, like Godot is, or Godot is bad in this, and so is the screenplay. But who the fuck wants that in an action movie? The key to this is the elements of surprise, and when you have that, it just kills that trope. Oddly enough, I found the pacing here to be pretty fast. I haven't discovered why that is, but this shit moved, despite things not really making much sense. Well, I think you can move pacing wise. You can move fast if it's not going to make sense. You just because you're not concerned. But I didn't find the pacing to be fast. I would, yeah, I wouldn't call the pacing fast, but I, I know what you're saying. It's, it's like it's like they didn't it's like watching a magic trick. They didn't want us to look too close at nothing. So they just never let us focus on anything to it was like, uh, and then what, what about this over here? We're not going to explain it, but still, what about it? You know, mm-hmm. like who made the heart AI? Don't worry about all that. <laughs> uh, hard to believe this is from the same screenwriter who did heart, uh, uh, who did heart of stone. Oh, I think you mean not heart of stone. You're talking about Greg Rucker and, uh, what the fuck was the other movie he did that everyone loved? Uh, Oh, fuck. Uh, it was The Old Guard. Yes, that's what you... I, I think that's what you meant. Hard to release from the same screenwriter who did The Old Guard. That shit has more stone... This shit has more stone than coherence, I'm afraid. Yeah, and who knows? Like, screenwriting-wise, man, could be the director, you know, kind of did took some liberties with what he wrote. Because I've never read his comic book based on this or anything. So I don't know what the source material really looked like. So... It's you know, giving Greg the benefit, Greg Rucker the benefit of the doubt. It is possible that like it went through enough hands and decisions and shit, and you know, when you start dealing with other people, that you look up and you go, "Fuck, this ain't the this ain't the movie I wrote," you know. And so maybe that's why the old guard could be like actually coherent and make sense. Also, could be with them buying all this content, they bought some lesser content from him that wasn't movie ready unlike the old guard and so now you got this uh you know this piece of shit basically but uh anyway uh thanks for writing in everybody i appreciate Mm y'all uh you know thanks for checking out our reviews if you got time leave us a five-star review on apple podcast uh you know rate us on uh spotify uh all that type of stuff thank you uh everybody and until next time we out peace